0: hello 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 good evening good evening welcome to wednesday with the diamond riders it is the hustle and shine podcast i am one true phoenix here with the lovely lady J A, and we are heisting this week's podcast are y'all ready for us all right
1: get into it
0: let's get into it oh my god so (laughs) much to talk about um it's so funny we came up with this um topic like kind of like out of the spare of the moment just in a regular everyday conversation right you know like be life in and then we were just talking and then all of a sudden it was like oh I
1: think we got a topic so <laughs> but how <laughs> was worked your week?
0: out yeah how was your week so far
1: my week is good you know the usual hustle work get everybody to their activities after and then try to cook and everything else but you know it's good good things Good things. Can't complain about those things. Good problems. Good problems, right? Yeah, I'm How still recovering. I'm
0: still recovering from the weekend. Uh, baby girl turned 15 last week.
1: Ooh. Not ready. But, the moment. You know what it is. In all
0: <laughs> honesty, it's the sweet 16 that's loaded. When I tell you the elaborate <laughs> plans that she has for this party, and I'm gonna let her have it. I'm a. I'm gonna let her have it within reason. Right. Yeah. You know. Um, she wanted to do Hot Pot, which was interesting. It was about 12 of us at okay. Hot Pot. Um, and I realized that we basically paid to cook
1: our own food. Food, yes. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. I've been to one of those, yes. It was it was
0: it was interesting, but you know, that's what the kids wanted to do. I was like, yo, this is a gimmick here. We just paid for some frozen food. <laughs> And but then you, that, got you
1: got to pick your broth. You got to pick your bra. But wait, because
0: we were a party of 12, they hit us with the automatic gratuity. Oh, it was like, yes. hold on, wait a minute. All y'all bought us out was raw things.
1: Oh, yes. That's right. Automatic. But the presentation was nice. It was. It was. <laughs> and it would be something that
0: I'd want to do again, maybe with just a handful of adults. Because okay. these, kid, these kids were throwing all kinds of sauce and they...
1: So she had a good time.
0: Yes, they sounds did have like a good,
1: a good time. Time. That's a time. That's what's important. That's <sighs> what's
0: important. And so you know, we are a women's empowerment group here, and we got Mother's Day coming up, oh, and that could yes. be such a bittersweet time for some people. You know, the dynamics and the relationships between mothers and their children. You know, some have excellent relationships, some have rocky relationships, some have none. Some have none, you know, so if you're going to be celebrating Mother's Day or honoring a mother figure in your life, you know, congratulations and um, much love and blessings to everybody.
1: Absolutely.
0: And today I'm wearing purple. It's World Lupus Day.
1: Oh, I didn't even
0: know that. Yes, it's World Lupus Day. So one of the women in one of my social circles um, shared that today is World Lupus Day. And she encouraged us to wear purple. So we all broke out in the purple, nice. so. Nice,
1: good to support. Yes, you, you got to support the sisters wherever they are. You That's know. right. My good friend, my best friend actually has lupus. So yeah, it affects so many women in so many ways. So yeah, definitely should be acknowledged and supported
0: absolutely. So let's get ready to jump into this topic. Okay. So, um, it is time to pour the tea and we are talking family dynamics, the iniquities in families, because we are not all equal here. All right. And we're talking about the black sheep of the family. We're talking about the bossy eldest Mm. water that way the baby that don't grow up all right so prodigal the prodigal son or daughter Woo. so where do, you, where do you fall in that because I know I, I pick up a couple of those different <laughs> ones and I know I've been guilty of creating a couple of those too oh.
1: I think that they can be defined differently depending on perspective. I mean, we all know it has like an official like definition and thought process behind it, but myself, I could be probably thought as the prodigal child. Mm. And and that's based on what, right? It's based on, uh, I think, the expectation of the parent for their child and who kind of achieves it and who doesn't. Right. Right but that could be so many things that could be so many things. And I only feel that way based on what I've been told. Right. Not that I felt like I was treated any different or done anything different. So you wouldn't call yourself that you were labeled that by
0: the others in the family. Yes. Mm. How did that make you feel? Or the favorite. Like you're the favorite. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Because I had to actually go and look that one up. Like, I know it 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 stems from the Bible. And I was like, well, who is the who or who was the, the product prodigal son? Right. And so when I read the story, basically, it was like, you know, a man had two sons and w- one of them couldn't wait to inherit his, you know, you know, his, it, get, get his inheritance basically. And so the father divided his wealth between the two sons and one son stayed and one left and like spent all of the, the money and then had to come back home and he didn't have anything. And I, I thought that was kind of weird because the way that I was basically, I basically interpreted the, the, the prodigal son and daughter is that they come back home but they come back home to take care of others so i don't See, know
1: i'm thinking of prodigal though so the one that kind of does everything the right way uh-huh you're talking about prodigal which is which is totally different so okay so if we're going based on that no that's not me then i probably am the oddball out and i would be the black sheep oh okay. which most people would think is negative not nah. some people would like because you know the black sheep is usually thought to be bad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. But I just, I'm just saying different, just, right. just that surface definition of just being different from the others around you.
0: Well, you know, we happen to be in a circle of cycle breakers and change makers. So if you're going to call me the black sheep of the family, because I'm the oddball out, because I'm stepping away from, toxic behaviors toxic traits things that didn't work in the family well then label me the black sheep
1: because <laughs> just doing something different from them the others did that's right that's how i'm looking at it if i had to pick one yeah
0: so you 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 would consider yourself the black sheep of the family but the yeah. family has labeled you the prodigal daughter mm. that's interesting because that there's a way that we look at ourselves and how we analyze and interpret our lives and then there's the way that people, people from the outside look in at us. Yeah. And so, you know, coming from certain circles, coming from certain family dynamics, if you happen to have a a decent job or you have a career that you enjoy, you bought your home instead of living in an apartment. You send your children to school They are like, Oh, they think she, they think they better than us. But again, that's something that they're putting on you a label that, you know, others are perceiving you when you're just like, I'm still out here just trying to strive and survive and
1: maintain. I'm just doing living. Special? I'm just living. <laughs> And I I wasn't labeled that by siblings. At least I don't think. At least it wasn't ever told me. But just from what others would say. But where would you put yourself? Um, We haven't gotten to me yet. Um,
0: I was parentified. Really? Yes. So um, I was definitely parentified. Um, I'm my mother's oldest child. the oldest of six.
1: Okay. And...
0: You know, once you're the oldest sibling, things automatically just, like, fall up underneath your umbrella. Like, I can't tell you how many times as my mother's oldest child, as the oldest grandchild in the family, therefore the oldest cousin in the family, how many times I got blamed because these kids did something. they were like, Mm. oh, they must have saw you do it. Or why weren't you watching them? That ain't my kids.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm a kid myself. Right.
1: Now I got to be accountable for them.
0: Right. But Mm. where it really took shape and started molding was when I was 14 and my mom um, gave birth to my twin brothers. Oh. And she had a C-section and my dad was working overnight. And so I essentially moved into the room with her to help her at night with them. You know, so at 14, they were born in June. Their birthday's June 4th. And so for the last, like, three and a half weeks of school, I was getting up doing, like, 2 a.m. feedings and changing diapers and then having to get up and go to school in the morning um, Mm -hmm. because my mom needed the help. And then on the weekends, I was going to wash their little onesies and stuff like that, boiling water, making formula, because my mom, Mm -hmm. on top of having the twins, There were the siblings that were in between, the three siblings that were in between, plus there were cousins. So it was just like, my mother has so much going on that part of it was not ask of her, like, Tiff, I need your help with these things. And part of it was, if I don't do it, nobody else is. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And the crazy thing is those twins are going to be 33 years old and I'm still in this role of being the caregiver Carever. in my family. Like, mm-hmm. it shows up big time. Like wow. I am always like the big sis who's gonna come in and like try and save the day and give advice and man, sometimes they just be like, Tip, shut the hell up. <laughs>
1: Mind your business. Leave me alone. Exactly. <laughs> we grown <wrong>, grown. <laughs> right. I'd like then act like it. So we got
0: some comments coming in. Um we just getting started. So let's see what's happening here. So coming in first, of course, you know we got the lovely Natima Sheree, our queen pen. She says, yes, love to all the mothers and mother figures out there. Listen, like she the mother of the diamond writers. We all That's grown right. women here. Some of us older <laughs> than her, but she the mama here. She 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 keep us on our p's and q's.
1: Keep us in check.
0: Yes, Jess says showing love and support to my best friend who has lupus. Thank you, Jess, and thank you for joining us for on YouTube. Yes, yes. if you are here, remember to not only engage in this content, don't forget to share it. Don't forget to subscribe to us and everything it is that we have going on. You know, the Diamond Riders have a thousand and one projects happening and you definitely want to um, be aware of what's happening, when it's happening and how you can be a part of it. So we're going to have one more comment before we drop jump into the next role. And this is coming from our MVP, P, Miss Mel, she says, I was the aunt raising her nieces and nephews and then raising their kids too. Mm. Wow. Talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about how, you know, sometimes we never escape these roles, even when we don't want them anymore.
1: That's right. But you feel this obligation to look out for your family and make sure they're good. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that as long as it's appreciated and received well, you know. Yeah. I'm I'm the baby. Oh, are we getting ready? Are um, we getting
0: ready to go into the next topic? Are we getting ready to go into the next? (laughs) The The opposite of the older parentified child is the baby who won't grow up. The grown baby. I wouldn't say that's true. No, you handle your business.
1: (laughs) I try. (laughs) I was just saying, you know, your experience as being the oldest and looking out. um, I I am the baby of my mother's children because my father has seven. My mother had three. And my siblings are 10 and 12 years older than me on my mother's side. Mm -hmm. So I was the surprise. And um, I find that you know, again, like I said, I want to look out, I want to help my family where I can. So that's what I try to do. Mm -hmm. So I would say I'm the, I'm the grown-up baby in a different way. (laughs) You know, I I try to look out and, you know, where I can help. And if advice is asked of me, I do, you know, offer it. My nephew was born when I was nine. So, you know, even though I'm his aunt, kind of like, No, no, I'm his aunt, never brother and sister, but I always wanted to look out for him and love on him and be there for him. And my other nephew too, he was born when I was 12, but they were all, he was a very sickly baby and I was right there as much as I could be to help take care of him because I wanted to, Mm -hmm. you know, just be supportive and make them feel loved. That's just, I guess, the nurturer inside of me.
0: Yeah. So this is one of the things that you and I, have in common is I too come from a blended family. Um, So I'm, I'm the oldest of my mother's children, but I am my biological father somewhere in his fold of middle children. And so there are different dynamics there. And I see that same thing repeating in my family. So my family, my husband and I blended two families. So I had three daughters. He had two sons, and they literally like we folded them in, like you know, you're, you're shuffling cards and everything like that. Our youngest, um, my youngest bonus boy is 11. He is the baby of our family. Okay. But you know, he has older sons. When he goes to his mother, he is an only child.
1: Uh, and so there's
0: some major difference there, yeah. you yeah. know. Um, where she may coddle him and this is her this is her baby this is her only child because he's the baby here it's he gets some babying but there's certain things like we've been through that baby phase already so it's like now you got to be a big boy be responsible here. yeah right we we <laughs> yeah. teach we teach responsibilities over here so and it can, it it could be rough on him um initially when he was younger the transitional days between when he would come from his mom to us were a little bit rocky because it was it's a shift in the household and the role that he plays and right. you know where he wouldn't have to share he has to share here mm-hmm. where you know especially the television what <laughs> like
1: you can't it's just not about you
0: right it's not about <laughs> you it's about all of us yeah but the, the the most interesting thing about the blend of our family is that my middle child stayed a middle child hmm. she never so there was oh, an right. older boy and an older right. girl and then okay. there was a younger boy and a younger girl and there she was stuck in the middle, in the middle. so she's my middle child and then she's the family middle child. And so she her role didn't change, but
1: now there's more. There was
0: still some shifts <laughs> there for her. she's like, I just can't win from lose.
1: This I'm just right, <laughs> I'm just ride right the middle. I'm just I'm just here.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm that's just-
1: an adjustment. That's an adjustment, mm-hmm. but it could be good for them, especially, you know, your youngest, um, the eleven year old, like he hopefully he'll appreciate having those siblings. You know, hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, I mean to go. It's it's a big difference. You go home mm-hmm. and you're just you. It's just you there, right? Mm-hmm. Then then you come come over to your dad's and you know your your bonus mom and you have all these siblings around you. Like it's a, it's yeah. a whole different world. Like you don't have to worry about entertaining yourself. You got people you can talk to and confide in, and like I think all of that stuff is important.
0: Yeah, and I think one of the cutest things that's happening right now is the oldest daughter made us grandparents. And so there is, you know, the grandson in the house and MJ's 11 and Legend is getting ready to be five. So there's that similar age difference between you and your nephew. And you cannot tell Legend that MJ is not his brother. He comes in, he's like, where's my brother? (laughs) Like, that's your uncle. That's my brother. (laughs) Like, okay, and I get that because I actually have an aunt who's four years older than me. And I never looked at her like she was my aunt. That was, that's my older sister. Like she was my first best friend.
1: It's about the kind of relationship you have with the person. That yeah. That's really how you define it. But that, that baby though. Woo.
0: When they want to be a baby.
1: Don't do and that. I
0: don't I don't want to raise any of them to be the baby that doesn't grow up, including the youngest daughter who we still call baby girl to this day. That's the one that just turned 15 and she's bigger than everybody.
1: <laughs> but she'll I don't always be the baby girl. That doesn't mean that she'll be the one that doesn't grow up. I hope not. But she'll always be the baby girl. That won't change. <laughs> that title is not going to change, but that doesn't mean she'll be the one that won't grow up. Yeah. Because it's all about how you treat them, you know. I need you them all to grow up. I need them all to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> grow up and get out. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think usually in that scenario where they don't grow up, they're kind of catered to and not held accountable. Mm-hmm. So they they never learn responsibility and, and having to actually do if that makes sense, because there's always someone like spoon feeding them and trying to save them and help them. And, you know, there's no consequence because I'm here to save you. You know, I think those are kind of those situations where they don't grow up.
0: Yeah. I think there was a movie out one time. Um, I can't remember who was in it, but the movie was called Failure to Launch. And it was like about a grown man who just like no matter what he did in life, he just kept coming back home to his parents to like fix his life. I'ma have to find it and I'm gonna send the, the the clip to you. It was a romantic comedy, basically. And he eventually finds like this woman and they fall in love and air quote live happily ever after. But his whole thing was about like he he never had reason to be held accountable to grow up and learn from life's lessons. You know, somebody is always there to catch them. Right. And then to connect those things, sometimes the person who catches them is not the parents. It's somebody like me, the parentified older sibling or a parentified sibling, because it doesn't always have <laughs> to be an older one, but it's like the one that the responsibility got put on mm-hmm. that keeps, you know, come on and picking everybody out. up. Mm -hmm. and trying to send them away you know on their way right And recently I have found myself really exhausted by this behavior that I have um you ever seen in the cartoons where it's like somebody is drowning and then they you know they get stood up and the water's like only like around their Uh, knees
1: shallow yeah
0: yeah I feel like I keep jumping into pools to save people who if they just stood stood up up, they'd be all right they'd be all right and i'm sitting there and i'm like all right so shame on them for not realizing all they need to do is stand up and shame on me for keep jumping in to pick them up
1: yeah why why isn't the first instinct for you to try that's just lack of trying right because they know you coming
0: right so (laughs) on top of being a parentified older sibling I don't know the difference between being a helper and an, and being an enabler.
1: Oh, you don't know where to draw the line. I
0: don't. It's so muddled. It is so muddled. It is
1: not even funny. Well, because you're just used to doing it. It's second nature. So it's hard. Yeah, it's second nature. And it's hard to stop because, oh, I need to go help so-and-so because this is going on. And where? again, it stems
0: from the, if I don't do it, who will?
1: They are. (laughs) (laughs) So we
0: got some some more comments. Thank you for that quick one. (laughs) They are.
1: (laughs) They got to figure it out sometimes. I'm just saying. We can't. All right.
0: Here we go. Coming in here, we got Miss Tierra Berry coming in. She says, being the oldest sucks. Come on, T. It, It isn't always that bad. It isn't always that bad. Only when you get blamed for it. Only <laughs> when you get blamed for their, their 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 mess ups is it bad. But I want to give shout out and recognition to Miss Tierra Berry. If you are listening to this podcast, if you are watching this podcast, you should go on to Facebook and Instagram to and find sweets rights because every week, like clockwork, Tierra gives a dose of like a recap of these um a sweet dose a daily and they are so dope so thank you for that come on and come on through with your shine all right i have nieces older (laughs) than me and i used to hate when they call me auntie
1: (laughs) (laughs) but wait why can i see mel's face like are you serious (laughs) They're trying to call me on. <laughs> what? Listen,
0: she she's in that category with with uh, Miss Oprah Winfrey and and uh, Miss Maya Angelou. And don't call me on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that is funny.
1: Yeah. No. All
0: right. Got one more comment coming in here. Miss Joyce in here said it's simple. Give them the same energy as they give you in your time Monique.
1: Man, well, hold on. let's just have a moment of silence cause that <laughs> that is all facts. This, that is all facts overextending yourself with people who would not do it for you. That was a gem drop. that was a big gem. Mm-hmm. We need to drop that uh that the filter. air bombs <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness. I you know what though? The one thing I will say about my siblings is that they like when we love, we love hard. Like it's it like don't mess with, you know, one of us if you it's like one of those things like if you mess with one of us you mess with all of, us. all of us yeah you know um as my husband would say be like they form like voltron on you <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> when we have a common enemy you know yeah. that's great but when we don't have a common enemy it, it could be it could be a sticky situation
1: Let's Get back turn on, on each
0: other real quick
1: you know, I, I wonder how much of the labeling that happens, like black sheep, prodigal, um, mm-hmm. parentifying, because that doesn't always have to fall on the oldest. No. And even the baby that doesn't grow up. How much of that is due to the action of the parents or is it the siblings treatment of them or, you know, like how how do these how do these titles unfold and get like pinned to a particular sibling? Well, some
0: studies have shown that some of these titles get assigned based on birth order. But then there are also studies that say birth order has nothing to do with it. For example, you can have a parentified child and it not be the older sibling because maybe the older sibling was sickly themselves and, you know, they got parentified by helping to take care of that older sibling. Um... Some of or it they're, has or to, they're the baby that didn't grow up. They're the baby that didn't grow up. <laughs> um, I think a lot of it does have to do with the being told that this is who we are by the elders.
1: True.
0: I think a lot of it has to do with, um, with that, that the elders put those titles yeah. on us. And especially then the oldest. just automatically like, OK, well, All this is who they said I am. And so this yeah. is what I'm going to do yeah. before we even had opportunities to form
1: our own personalities and know who we are. Absolutely. I you think know, that's true for the parentifying one, especially for the oldest. It's like you look out for your younger sibling. Listen, I've done it to mine. You know, I've got my kids are pretty close in age. I've got an 11-year-old. That's five foot eight. Mm -hmm. I got a nine-year-old and I got my little guy will be five next month. And I tell her, if I'm like running to the store, listen, watch out for them. I'll be right back. It's never like an extended period of time. But I know if I tell her, she'll keep watch to make sure he doesn't try to do a backflip out of his little car he drives around. (laughs) Right. You know, things like that. So I've done it, but there there are definitely different levels to it. So, I I have
0: been a victim of being parentified, but I've also been the parent who has parentified. So in doing the research for this show, I really had to look up and see what were some of the dynamics that label someone as being a parentified child. And Mm -hmm. then I realized that I had done it. So I'm going to pull up my, my little notes here. (laughs) <laughs> you know, gotta gotta keep um gotta make sure we know what we're talking about. So a parentified child was often placed is often placed in situations of a parent, such as taking care of a sibling or a relative. Um they're also put into adult situations such as mediating arguments and disagreements between their parents. And that's the one that hit me the hardest because my oldest daughter definitely tried her best to play mediator between her father and I throughout our relationship. Like at one point in time, there was definitely probably when she was in her teens where she was literally the third person in this relationship. Like wow. it was tell your father, blah 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 blah. Tell your mother blah 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 blah
1: blah. She was the middleman.
0: She was the she was the middleman. Um she was also from the time she was 14, um, when I had baby girl she was coming home from school and picking up Sienna and from after school and picking up Jade from the babysitter. And if I worked late nights, I would have cooked before I went to work, but she would, you know, heat up dinner that was left for them and then bathe them and then put them to bed because I had to work and their dad just wasn't, wasn't there. And she, I remember distinctly having conversations with her and she used to, she used to cry out about, like, this isn't fair. I don't get to spend time with my friends and everything. And I used to tell her that she wasn't doing anything different than any other, like, older brother or sister. Like, These, this is what I need you to do in order to help me take care of y'all.
1: Oh, yeah. And
0: so... 15 years later, I can say that I effed up telling her that because it wasn't her responsibility. It wasn't her responsibility to help me raise her siblings because their dad wasn't there. Um, and And now we've actually had conversation about it. I almost feel obligated to her to help her with legend as payback.
1: Hmm. Yeah, but you you I understand you feeling like you messed up. Totally get that. But given the circumstances of what was happening at that time, what else could you have done? Yeah, right. it was I mean, I get you know it. From her eyes, it took away from her childhood. She wasn't able to hang out with her friends and go to places because she had to be responsible for her younger siblings. But had she not, how would that have impacted all three of them? Negatively, right? If she wasn't there to help. But, you know, I get it. I get it. I get why you did it that way. And I get why she feels the way she does. But you you can't beat yourself up inside for doing what you had to do to make sure you and your children were taken care of.
0: Right. You know, it, it's one of those situations where we've talked about choices and just because the choices that you're presented with, none of them are favorable. Doesn't mean you didn't have a choice. And so it is one of those decisions. I really didn't have any other choices. Um, You know, my family tried to help out the best that they could, but, you know, there were just definitely times where I needed her to to step up and 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 do this. You know, right. Um, And then in some regards, it made her the more mature and responsible person amongst okay. her group of friends, because she just really understood the seriousness of life when it came the down. to things. Yeah. Like some setting of her your friends, priorities. Some of her friends were out there making, you know, poor decisions and things like that. And she was like, Yeah, I can't rock with you with, with that. Like, nah, I don't have I can't <laughs> I can't do this. I have another obligation. Like I have to go get my sisters, or Priority. I'm not out there wilding because this leads to, you know, people having kids and I'm already raising a kid.
1: Like <laughs> Right. Right. I mean, there's definitely You know, I always say it's all about your mindset and in your situation, because we can always look at something and pick all the bad from it. Mm. But if you just take time to pull away from what good came out of it, it kind of changes the whole dynamic of it, you know, because what would have happened if she didn't have those responsibilities? Would she have thought to tell her friends, no, I can't go do that? No, she Mm. probably would have been right up there with them and maybe found herself in a compromising position. Like you, you just don't know you just don't know but we always we got to find the good in things sometimes because i'm telling you we could sit around all day and talk about the bad about stuff yeah
0: oh look so we got a comment coming in here from our shell matt here come shell as parents we don't always get it right i applaud you for acknowledging the error apologizing and having a conversation with your daughter about it and i tell you that's a that's a that's apologizing to your child once you realize that there was a wrong or an imbalance in the dynamic of your relationship it it can come at any point in time like you can apologize to to little man like if something happens and you see like his feelings are hurt or something was a disconnect you apologize
1: it makes a difference to acknowledge their feelings and recognize it and, and verbalize it because I was reading up on parentifying and they were saying they it was said that it can cause um, emotional instability Mm -hmm. and lead to uh, depression and disorders and eating disorders and other things. Mm -hmm. But I feel like those things happen in general with people when they don't learn how to express themselves and they feel like they're not important or their feelings aren't being acknowledged.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know?
1: So, that is major that you actually had the conversation with her and then apologized. Absolutely. That makes a big difference.
0: Yeah, I I really like it's one of those things like hindsight being 2020. 20, I could have would have should have did things differently, but in my healing journey on my growth path i've learned to stop shooting on myself like i can't change it it is what it is that is what happened i can only move forward reset and restore from here and hope to to build from you know build from that right so again it's it's family inequities like no it's not always fair the other thing is The older siblings pointing out what the younger siblings are allowed to do that they couldn't do. I wasn't allowed to do that. Mom and dad let
1: you get away with everything. You know how many times that was said to me? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know how many times that was said to me from my older siblings? My gosh. But the difference is they had each other to get in trouble with. By the time I came around, y'all were 10, 12 years old. By the time I could do anything, you guys were like teenagers. You know, you weren't thinking about me. Who was I getting in trouble with and doing stuff? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, it was told to me a lot.
0: (laughs) And that that has definitely been an argument on both sides that I've heard from the children. The older ones telling me that I let the younger ones get away with murder like right. when I was their age and I did that you did this that next and another and then the younger ones like oh but you let so and so do this so perfect example J V 15 she wants piercings she wants tattoos oh, she wants all of these things here I let indigo the oldest one get um her first tattoo when she turns 16 Jade is 15. She's like, well, can I get a tattoo next year when I turn? No, you can't. Why you let Indigo did it? Because I grew as a person <laughs> and realized. And I realized that wasn't a good idea. <laughs> I mean, it was one of those things where I felt like if I told her no, she would have probably done it behind my back and then, you know, all that other stuff. So I right. probably gave in on that. But like, no, just wait. Like, wait until you're 18, you're 21. So you have some things to talk about. Like right. that
1: you Don't I really Think burn out it. all this the fun permanent. now. <laughs> it's permanent. Think about it, girl. Think about it.
0: But yet all the kids do is compare what they are and aren't allowed to get away with compared yep. to what the other ones did. Like it
1: y'all is. Y'all can't so tell
0: me I was wrong in raising y'all one way and then complain that I don't allow that I'm
1: not that I, I shifted and realized work. I needed to correct some things with you. And now you mad at me. Right. Like I'm dead if I do it. I'm dead if I don't. Right. Why exactly. just don't y'all just go
0: raise yourselves?
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's why you got to do your best. And as you learn, as you learn, you grow. That's it.
0: Yeah. All right. So we got some more comments coming in. A coming in hot. Here we go. We have Petra here says he's enjoying the con- the discussion. As a father of three sons, I definitely had more responsibility to the old hand more responsibility to the oldest and he's going to college next man up. I don't see a problem. Thank you, P-Train for joining us and sharing that. They, and I'm pretty sure that oldest son, as he goes off to college with some of his roommates and all that other stuff, they run around, he going to be questioning.
1: And I'm like, I'm going to look at them like, what are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> right. And congrats to P-Train for raising three sons and his son going off to college. That's exactly me something to be proud of for sure
0: thank you jen for sharing that all right shell max says that part my oldest is always pointing out what the youngest get away with <laughs> but that's when i hit them with my management and i'm like stop worrying about what mm-hmm. that one is or isn't getting away with the same way I would tell my employees, stop worrying about what you think that one can and cannot mm-hmm. get away with. If I fire this one, are you gonna be on the unemployment line with them? <laughs> so same thing. When this right. one gets put on punishment, you want right. to get put on punishment. With you them?
1: Worry about you. Stop right. Worry about and
0: you and what it is you get away with, or you know, what how your life is, is developing.
1: Yeah. But
0: man, them, them kids, they
1: yeah, they always pick that one thing, like, oh, I can't wait. She let them do this? Wait till I get that age. You know what I, else? Uh-huh. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I got my um, oldest a phone at 10 because she walks to school. School is mm-hmm. walking distance. And so we, you know, wanted to make sure she got there, got home. So my, my second daughter just turned nine, and she's already talking about it.
0: When I turn 10, I'm getting my phone. I want no. the iPhone 37. No,
1: ma'am. <laughs> Cause guess what? The 10-year-old, well, now she's 11, but she's going to get home before you, so she can let me know when you're home. <laughs> like, I don't need to get you home. <laughs> she is not happy. <laughs> so Man. I did it.
0: Another thing that I had a conversation with, so I've shared that I have twin brothers, and the two of them are on two totally different paths. And I'm like, how y'all end up like that y'all grew up in the same household like by the time by Mm. the time they were you know teenagers the rest of us were out the house and it was just them mom and so they were actually like latchkey kids like they had to come straight home from school and do their homework where Mm -hmm. my mom when I was their age was a stay-at-home mom and she picked us up from school like she did all those things there right right In doing the research for this, what I actually learned is that regardless of how many people or how many children are in the household, even if they are twins, triplets, whatever, no two children actually grow up in the same household because of the dynamics of who they are, what their personalities are, and the connections that they have to each parent. Hmm. Which takes me into our um, final topic, which is the family favorite. You got one. Who your favorite child?
1: Oh, my children. Mm Mm-hmm. I would have to say they equally get on my nerves. I don't know. I I don't know if I have a favorite. (laughs) And I've got different stages, right? Mm -hmm. I've got the tween who's starting to feel like you know, I'm it. Mm-hmm. I got the nine-year-old who's trying to figure it out and is like sassy but falling apart. And mm-hmm. I got the five-year-old that don't listen. So right now, everybody is working. The only nerve I got. <laughs> we
0: used to ask, we used to ask I'm like mommy, who's your favorite? She used to hit us with the the one that needs me the most right now. Man, we all need you.
1: <laughs> exactly. So you all are favorite.
0: <laughs> but we had a conversation about this. Um after my dad passed and it was i'm gonna say it was a conversation that was um kind of sparked a little bit by some um some libations
1: so there was okay. some some
0: some free-flowing <laughs> tongues there it was the so, water they, they, they was they, they, jesus turned the water into wine <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! So at one point in time, everybody was sitting there talking about I was my mother's favorite. I'm like, no, I'm not. And so here comes my, the oldest of the boys. He he's there. He's like, you mommy favorite. And my sister turned around and she was like, listen, he golden child. You know, you mommy daddy. <laughs> she called him the golden child. <laughs>
1: We got to look that one up. Oh,
0: gosh. Golden child. I think she got that from Papoose and Remy Ma because that's what Pat was calling the baby. Yes. Yes. That's right. He was. That boy, let me tell you, that boy, my parents, like he was my father's first son. Okay. He was. Like the first one, like he he just did so many first things and everything like that. Even though he was number four in the succession of kids, but that first boy,
1: it's different. It, it was different, <laughs> different.
0: And so, even as a grown man, yes, Tyrone, when you watch this podcast later, <laughs> it, it, you, yes, the, name the golden child, he is the. Favorite, I tell you, mommy can come to me about something and I could give her the soundest of advice. You know, she going to go and ask how he could give her the same advice. And she going to be like, you know, yeah, that's that good makes sense. mommy, I told you that two weeks ago.
1: <laughs> but the source is different.
0: <laughs> you know what? <laughs> the family favorite.
1: Woo. He get on my nerve. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do it. Do you have a favorite though?
0: So everybody knows that it's not that she's my favorite, but there is a very deep connection between me and baby girl. So, um, she was, she was a surprise baby and then she almost killed me coming into this world. So I had to have a C section that had some complications in it, and you know, one of us almost didn't make it out of the delivery room. And so, with her being the, the the surprise baby, I was like, "Listen, God put you here and chose me as this vessel for a reason." So there is a lot of investment into Jade that I didn't have in the other girls but it's also listening to what they said. So Jade has been part of Dan. She's part of Ben. Jade travels. Jade does things because I heard the other kids, the other daughters say like, they wish they had opportunity to do those things. So in essence, I'm going to say the family has helped put Jade in the favorite position because they also feed into that with her okay now the only thing is as she's turned 15 and she she's not starting to feel and smell herself she feels (laughs) and smells herself i love this little girl i love her with my whole heart there isn't anything that i would not do for her but there are days that i do not like her (laughs) (laughs) that's part of the parent handbook if you have not experienced that yet if you, ha- if you have not experienced the part where you have not, li- you love your child, you don't like them as a person right now, you're not parenting them right. That's they right.
1: Lo- I have a bonus baby. Um, She's 19. And so this, the phases that my now 11-year-old is going through, my husband and I will say, remember when she went through that? She, like, it's almost like Mira the things that they're doing. I'm like, yep, I ain't like her and I don't like this one. <laughs> yeah, I like so I listen, get it. Listen,
0: these kids. <laughs> but, and I'm going to take it back to, you know, the, the encouraging words that Shell gave earlier. My biggest concern in all of this parenting of these children, whether or not they are, they have been parentified They're the baby who's not growing up. They're the black sheep and the outcasts of the family, whatever it is. I want to love and embrace them as individuals because I don't want them 10 or 15 years from now sitting in therapy saying that in their growth, I didn't support or encourage them or I, I wasn't there for them. Right. I need that not to be the reason that they're
1: in therapy was my parenting. <laughs> I know I know. a lot of people struggle with doing what they think their parent expected of them. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily what they wanted to do. Right. So I yeah. agree with you with that. I try to focus on who they are and their personalities and what I know they're interested and not force them to do things because I think is what they should do. Right but kind of encourage and and let them experience the things they're expressing interest in. Yeah. I get that because the last thing I want them to do is be trying to live their life for me based on what they think I want for them.
0: Exactly. You know, make them happy. These little people, they are born to us, but I think their personalities are already planted.
1: We just have to nurture them and help them develop it. Yeah.
0: So here we go. We got a couple more uh, comments that came in. The team and Cherise said, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we can't I'm going to need
1: you to stop talking about my little boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, if
0: people could be up here talking Ooh. about F them kids and all that other stuff, what they really mean is, I don't like this child right now. <laughs> That Just is the, the way of saying it. I don't like this child right now. <laughs> but yes, it, it, listen. Because at the end of the day, these kids are also saying here. They be like, I don't like you. Thank you. That's right. I hate you, mom.
1: Absolutely. They don't really
0: hate you. They hate what you're not allowing you're, them to do. They can't get away. with it. them to
1: be. That's right.
0: So yes, we can. Yes, we can. It is in this space at the Hustle and Shine podcast, at the Diamond Heist with the Diamond Writers. It is safe to say, yeah, I don't. I didn't like my child today. Sure.
1: That's right. But I still fed them. I still They're fed them in their bed I,
0: tonight, and they got clean clothes to school. <laughs> I, I, st- I still spoke positive affirmations That's into right. them. Yes, but today I didn't I, like
1: them. I still told them I love you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh look she came back <laughs>
1: she was somebody else's time I hate to say this but don't read no more the queen <laughs> who, who kid is this <laughs> <laughs> not that I'd be mad at the parent <laughs> oh my god who kid is this <laughs> Nah, you you not been someplace uh-huh, the in the public and you see somebody
0: kid acting out, you be like, "Who kid is this?" And it's your own with you that they act like this.
1: Yeah, nah, I get
0: that. nah that's when you blame <laughs> it on the on
1: the other on the
0: other person from the creation. Be like that—that's your child.
1: <laughs> they get that from their daddy side. Yeah, <laughs> they get that
0: from they, they get that from the other side of the family. That oh, ain't my side of the family. I ain't
1: owning that. <laughs> Oh, man, that is hilarious. (laughs) Uh, Jessica,
0: thank you. My oldest makes me rethink life.
1: (laughs) But but rethink life, don't (laughs) you Is is
0: that bad? It can't be. You're going to have to give us a little bit more context with that. What was the most recent (laughs) thing that had you rethinking?
1: How old old are they? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Because
0: all of that is relevant. Yeah, you know, a teenager test you like it gets to a point in time where sometimes, like I said, baby girl, she's fifteen, she's bigger than me. I'd be like, you know what? This ain't child abuse. This a fair fight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no,
0: I, and you want to know something? I, I, my kids actually will tell each and every last person like my mother. She'll yell, she'll scream, she'll threaten to throw our stuff away, but my mother has never laid hands on us. Like, I just didn't want to be that that yeah. parent. And I agree. If there are some parents who choose to use different forms of corporal punishment or physical punishment to rear their children, as long as you're not sitting here penny from good times, beating them with irons and stuff like that, you know, do do you. Sometimes some kids need a hand laid on them. Some kids need that gentle parenting. That's all the trend right now. I personally do not have any gentle parenting children. If I gently parented any of my children, I would be rethinking life every
1: day too. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm not, I don't agree with the laying the hands that, I mean, that's, you know, everybody thinks differently, mm-hmm. but I need them to understand there's consequences for their actions. So I make that clear.
0: Yeah. I definitely wanted my children to more respect me as right. their parent and their authority figure than right. to fear me because I, I feel like it's my responsibility as a parent to help develop conscious thinking and c- critical thinking of like why things aren't happening. So like, that's my favorite question. Whenever the kids act up, like, why did you do that? explain to me what was your your thinking like what why
1: right make that make sense please make
0: make the math <laughs> math like what why would you do that right you know and then help me down your thought path so i could help you figure out where you went wrong you know
1: right yeah, yeah you want them to think about what they're doing before they do it that's right. important instead of just jumping on them like that doesn't help <laughs> no doesn't help
0: no, it doesn't. It's, it's not going to necessarily help in all of their development. And I don't know all of the statistics and things about like how that shows up for them in their adult lives. And, you know, you know, expecting their boss to always like yell at them or write them up or whatever it is. I just know that helping them to develop critical thinking so that they understand where they went wrong versus like, telling them they did something wrong and then beating them for them or, you know, whatever, even if you don't beat them, you put them on punishment, but you're, they still need to understand why they're in trouble. Like right. why a rule was in place. Absolutely. And why breaking it is the result Probably. of this is the cause of this punishment. Right. Instead of just like, you messed up. La, 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 la. Go to your room. No, nah, let's, yeah. let's think this through.
1: I definitely, you have to encourage them to express themselves and think it's so important. <laughs>
0: Wait, how the, look, Natima the back. It's Natima back. Natima back. She said I was able to gentle parent Aria, but I have to be gangsta. She said Amaya,
1: no limit soldier. Oh, not the gangster parenting. I need, I need that book. <laughs> so, Leave Amaya alone. Yes.
0: <laughs> all right and we're gonna come in with one more comment here we got Tia says it also saves you if they understand they are less likely to repeat the behavior and that's the important part that's right you know
1: that's but right with that, being said,
0: <laughs> with that all being said natima showing that there's a different dynamic in raising her two daughters yep yeah. We didn't put any labels on them or whether somebody is a favorite or, you know, the black sheep or the baby or whatever it is. But there will be different stories
1: when they get older
0: that Amaya and I will look back and talk about, you know, what role they played in the family. Mm-hmm. You know, and one of the things that I want us to begin to, to think about when it comes down to parenting, when it comes down to who we are as individuals is our parents did the best they could with what they had. Now I'm going to keep saying that I'm going to keep saying that. And that also means we as parents are doing the best we can with what we have. And all we can do is each day learn That's right. and hope that, the children understand that we mean no harm in what it is that we're trying to do in rearing them. You know, nothing is perfect. And
1: sometimes,
0: sometimes, they really don't get that until they become a parent themselves.
1: Oh, so true. That I say that till this day. So <laughs> that infamous
0: mom. that infamous curse that every mother put on their child. I can't wait till you have a my child kid, just like just you. Like you i don't know who said that first but it is the curse that keeps on cursing
1: it's true though it's true because that's when you really get it it clicks oh now i understand what she was talking about (laughs) i say that a lot now (laughs) yeah but it happens and
0: once i had children who were just like me i went back to my mother and apologized did you I did, I did. I had. I was like, "Mommy, if my children were only as bad as me, you got off easy." Cause these girls,
1: um, they cut from that different cloth. They
0: cut from a different cloth, made out of a different batter. The recipe got burnt. Like I don't know where they came from. I don't know it, but I know there's a purpose for them being here, and it's oh, gonna absolutely. be my responsibility to get them to to help support them get into that role. That's right. All right. You got a final thought? Some 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 hot water for the people to steep in and walk away with this evening on parenting and family iniquities.
1: I'm gonna say, be careful with labels. You know, like don't don't label your child or or. Press them. Don't press them. Like learn who they are and adjust. Like, just like Tima pointed out, like she had to do different things depending on the child and the child's behavior. Happened to me growing up as well. You know, but don't make them feel bad about who they are. Allow them to grow and nurture that.
0: Yeah. That's beautiful. So we're getting ready to close out our final episode of the diamond heist for this season. It has been great heisting with you.
1: Yes. It's always good energy. I enjoy it so much. It is.
0: And so stay tuned. There's going to be more coming and better shows and more topics and more diamonds coming into the space. But before that happens, make sure you get your tickets to the diamond standard in Atlanta Coming up in,
1: girl, 11 days. Uh, <laughs> Not that she's counting. <laughs> oh, my God. Not that I'm counting. 11 nah, it days. It went by fast, though. It did go uh, by fast.
0: We were just in the planning stages, and we now were here it is. We just talking
1: about it, figuring out what was happening. And here we are. Like, I remember when we didn't have a title for this
0: event. Right. We were sitting there trying to figure out what we were going to call it.
1: Right. And now
0: here it is. 11 days valid day.
1: transparency. Yes. So excited.
0: So books are available on Barnes and Nobles, on Amazon, and through the Diamond Riders website. Tickets for the Diamond Standard are still available. Limited tickets are still available. Go to our website, www.diamondwriters.com forward slash events. Purchase that gem ticket, that VIP ticket, so you can get the all-inclusive and totally experience this whole event for the magic and wonder that it is. And make sure that you go and follow the Diamond Rider pages on Instagram and Facebook. And you go on YouTube. And don't forget to like and subscribe to this channel. Go and catch those repeat playbacks on Spotify, and when we come back in August, you'll be ready to jump into this hot tea. You'll be able to jump into all of the heisting with the Diamond Riders. So, Until next time, don't forget to hustle and shine. And
1: shine. Peace. Hope you see y'all in ATL. You better be there. You better be there. I'm busy. <laughs> Good night. Good night.